I'm giving this $4 million to a bunch of nuns. That's it. <laughs> I. That one's really I easy. feel like I should know what it is. Oh, okay. Wow. It's really easy. <laughs> it really should be Sister Act. A bunch of. Oh, no, no, no. It could happen to you. No, no, no. Wait, it's not Sister Act? <laughs> Sister Act is so close. Four, they, they them, kids, them kids had to raise like 2000 They didn't win $4 million. What was it? I mean, it involves nuns and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, my God. Seriously? Whoopi Goldberg was in another movie about nuns? Nobody said it was about nuns. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Seriously? Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. Welcome back. Don't Google it. That's not fair. Hey, everyone. I'm Patrick Squeezy. Squeezy? Patrick Squeezy. <laughs> and I am Rutina Wesley. And this is The Read. <sighs> Welcome back for another week. Girl, it's Ghost. My Damn, God. of course like, it was Ghost. <laughs> um, it was going to drive me crazy. So, <sighs> this week in Black Excellence... Um, shout out to a 12 year old young man by the name of Jaden Hammond from South Side of Chicago. He's the founder, creator, uh, and chef like extraordinaire, uh, for J Rock's Pop, a gourmet vegan popcorn company. He started himself. Okay. Um, they sell organic, vegan, 100% vegan popcorn. Has nat- it's naturally gluten-free, has no artificial ingredients, dairy, GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, or preservatives. Okay. He's 12. <laughs> He's a black young man. Wow. His mom is a health coach. His dad is studying to be an acupuncturist. And so healthy eating is normal. They sound, like, <laughs> they sound like they live and breathe health. <laughs> so I watched a clip uh, from the local news out in Chicago, and he's got the whole machine here. He's stirring it up. He's got his gloves on. His baby sister is helping him out. She told the camera that she has fun, but also her brother gets on her nerves because he treats her like a baby and bosses her around. <laughs> thought that was great. Um, yes, little mama. <laughs> this is kind of inspired from some of their movie night popcorn experiences. They've got uh, three flavors I see here. A plain, uh, J-Rock's classic, which is like a cheesy <laughs> okay. garlic, and then Ethiopian barbecue, which is like a spicy, sweet situation. These both sound amazing. I want them now. Right. Um, cheesy garlic pop. That sounds so good. <laughs> What the I need fuck? It. Right. So, um, if you're in the Chicago area, you can go to J Rock's Popcorn. No, what am I saying? J Rock's Pop Chicago. dot com. Um, I saw that they do like markets and organic food festivals and things oh, like that okay. around there every weekend. So I love that. I know a lot of listeners uh, of ours are in Chicago. So I had no idea popcorn. popcorn. Yeah. Save me some. I really, I just, I want it. Like, it just, sounds so fucking good. What, bitch, Ethiopian barbecue? What, give me that. I want, like, <laughs> two bags of each at Leverius. Yes, that sounds so good. Congratulations, young man. So, and I love what his mom said about, you know, being so proud of him and knowing that he's going to be all right because he's taking um, the life of, like, a business owner so seriously at such an early age. Right, how old and is he? 12. Yeah. And he says, like, part of the benefit of that is being able to learn from your mistakes so much earlier. Huh, okay, that's um, true. <laughs> Before you 26 and fucking it up on your own. And honestly, who doesn't like popcorn? 
So there I mean, you go. it sounds like a win on every side to me. So Vegan yeah, popcorn. My but God. I bet that family. I bet they bathrooms always smell good. They probably all just healthy as shit. They get up and do yoga and shit. Probably and juice and drink a lot of water. Shout out to them. Um. All right. So. Like I said, go check them out. Also, big shout out to uh, Laomi, who is featured in a new Nike ad. Yep. Shot. I was in I like, saw that. I was just bawling. I don't even know how that. It's just like <laughs> the poem or whatever that went along with it and the yeah. way that it was shot. It was just so beautiful. So that was really awesome to see. Shout out to her. Um, Good on Nike, man. If don't nobody, I feel like Nike just makes the effort to be inclusive in in new ways where most athletic brands do not. It's really unfortunate that so many people see things like that and they jump to, oh, they're trying to push the gay agenda, whatever that is. Oh, child. When it's just, you don't even have, I mean, you should if you're a person of color or any other group that's not white, male, and straight um, and American. But mm-hmm. it's there's just this really explosive feeling of like gratitude and protection and like care that comes along with just small things like that. Right. Um, and it means a lot to people. So just because you don't understand or respect it or want to be a part of it doesn't mean that it's some sinister plot, you know, that mutants are creating underground to come and snatch up your kids in the middle of the night. I don't know where that comes from. It's just people caring about people. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like Nike is desperate for anybody's money. They're still doing just fine over there. So, you know, if they decide to be more inclusive and just show other parts of people who are wearing their fucking shoes, because everybody wears fucking Nikes, like, we all deserve to see ourselves reflected in our media, especially the damn advertising. So... I just thought it was great. It was a great ad. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time. All in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kifuri and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print, or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Um, so this week, uh, we'll be discussing the Black is All Hell gala that took place on Sunday, June 25th. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. But I watched clips of maybe four or five performances this morning. I also heard things. Yeah. And that is just about as much as I gave BET. Um, I feel like this is probably going to be the bulk of Six Out World this week. Although some of these stories incidentally branch out into other ones. So, of course they do. I mean, duh. The BET Awards was like just the epicenter of so much fuckery over just. the past week. Like leading up to it and then during it and afterwards. And then- If I lived in LA, I would I would take an extended <laughs> vacation. Like I would get maybe like a week before it is BET weekend, I would get like an RV or something and just drive as far as the gas will take me. Wait, and I just I'm not have to be back until it's over. I have to be far, far away. So much happened. Um, all right. So I'll just talk about some of the performances I watched. Um, I saw y'all's friend, uh, Brunhilde. She was, um... Whom? Brunhilde Mars. Okay. So... That's a Golden Girls reference, but of course, maybe... <laughs> so are we still doing this with Bruno? Hardcore fans would know that. Well, yeah, maybe the people who have, you know, every episode on DVD and can just watch it at their leisure. Again, as I said. (laughs) Um, That's fine. But are you just still, you just still do not see it at all for Bruno? It's not that I don't see it. I see it and then I look away. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, though. Like, there's just no effort to give a shit about. I just don't. Okay. You know what it is? It's, he can sing his ass off. He sounds, Mm -hmm. most of the time... Live, just like he does in his studio stuff. Great effort in performing. Like, 1,000% stage presence. All of everything. He's a cute little dancer and everything. I just don't buy it. And I've said it before. Watching his, his performance was like watching... Like somebody on lip sync battle. But it's his music. Oh, damn. That's how I feel. I feel like he is doing, like, a really great performance of somebody else's song. But I don't know who that other person is. And I'm just ready for the Jigaboo era that he's in to be done. (laughs) No, not Jigaboo. Yeah. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) He did, like, the, you know... It's it's real Motown-ish and... That's not what I get from it when he does it. I get it. I get that part of it, but I just enjoy his music and his presence so much that I'm 
Totally here if for Bruno it. If Bruno Mars was real, he would have actually had his true inspiration come out on stage with him during that performance, especially since it was the BET Awards. He should have called up Martin and told him to dress up as Jerome and come up on stage and shuffle. Now I know you don't think with everybody else. <laughs> I know you don't because, think of all the actual musical. No, influence. I don't think that. But that's what I think when I see him. I don't <laughs> see like I don't see like the. I hear it in the music. Oh. It's not the music. You know what I'm saying? Because the music's great. His voice is great. The production is phenomenal. It's not like he's a bad artist. I just don't... I feel like he's just, like, putting on a costume, and it's just hard to watch. Like... Who was it? Zendaya or somebody did him yeah, on the battle? battle. Yeah. It was like the same thing. Like I feel like both of them are performing somebody else's song. I guess. And they're just like kinda good. <sighs> well, I don't have to agree with that. That's fine though. I do see where you're coming from at least. And it's not like you hating on him for no reason or anything. I don't like, like that. dislike him. Right. I'm not I'm just, just like, like ah, Bruno Hive, like how dare you? But I I'm just, not like I don't offended know. by him. I heard people were talking about whether or not he was appropriating cultures. And I don't even care about that. I just think he looks strange. (laughs) And they all have on these baseball uh, jerseys or whatever. And it's just, I'm like, and he's just tiny. He is. He's he's a little bite-sized person, but I'm still here for everything that he's given. Like, And while we're on the subject, I never need to hear Uh that's what I like or how I like it or whichever it is. Ever. Why not? Again. Because I, oh my, it's everywhere. In every Uber, every Lyft, every grocery store, every fucking bodega. Wow. If you go into the department store, bitch, they're probably playing that shit in hell and heaven. That's like, it's, I and no you idea. cannot get away from it. I'm so tired of that song. I'm tired of 24 Karat Magic. I'm just, I don't know. I just, my spirit is not aligned. But there are so many other it. good songs on that record though like like what perm well yes actually i do like perm throw a perm <laughs> like, on um, that attitude <laughs> girl you gotta relax <laughs> Woo! <laughs> i think it's cute like i think it's fun it's so and funny and i just i don't know i enjoyed that album overall i liked everything except versace on the floor because i'm just not thing... one for most ballad ballads but yeah i just i <laughs> The thing I appreciate okay. the most about Bruno Mars is that uh, Blue Ivy likes him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Blue was hyped to see him, so... So he has that forever and always. Did Blue you I like any of the performances at the BT Awards? Was anybody, like, not garbage? Mm. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. All right. What's okay, next? so yeah, let's just look at the list. So Tamar was there lip syncing for her life. Now here's the thing about um about Tamar. I don't know what that song was because I don't actually keep up with her music. Yeah, no, I didn't listen to whatever album that was. I don't know if she was retching because she didn't want us to know this. <laughs> my man. That's what it's called. That one is my man. <laughs> I just my uh, God, I was like, girl, get it out. Like, I, I, she, she was purging. Something yeah. was down deep in her and the bowels of Tamar. And it was like she was fighting for Uh-oh, it to come sorry. out. It just wasn't me this week. It wasn't you this week. And that's what's about. I'm leaving it right there. <laughs> but Tamar can sing. Yeah, you she know, can. There is lip syncing for, you know, the purpose of <coughs> hiding your lack of talent. 
Mm-hmm. Like when you just cannot sing. Yeah. And then there's lip syncing for like lists of reasons. Right. It's really cold or you have a cold yep. or you dancing real hard or you're spinning around in the, in, in the atmosphere. <laughs> sure. Like it could be all kinds of things. Yeah. You might just be in the air and so, um, I need mean, some help. As long as I know deep down in my Shondo that you have the ability that you're using here. I usually don't give them too much. Uh, so I don't know what was going on with Tamar. But the song, I mean, she obviously clearly has a lot of talent and sounded a lot like Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not that big of a Tamar fan. So I just basically sit through whatever it is she does and then just let it be done. And then let it yeah, yeah, that's basically it. That's how I felt. Yeah. Her wig was very Medusa. Like, not, not like, <laughs> not... <laughs> now I'm thinking of oh see you are not right it, no, was, it just had like a life of its own maybe not like the snake Medusa maybe like inhuman Medusa like it was just like it like the hair was like performing it yeah I guess so. the, the hair took attention it, yeah it took command of the stage mm-hmm. the wig was like I am here also performing with Tamar Braxton like, because when Bruno was performing she had a different wig on in, in the audience <laughs> Yeah, so you can tell she switched this she out. She smacked that shit on real quick backstage. Huh, and you can... I just... I wish you girls would just take the time to install one good wig for the night and just have it look and really great for yeah. the night. That's like, okay. Instead of switching out a bunch of different looks because they're just this... But like again, a costume change is understandable, especially if you're in the audience and performing. <laughs> but right, you don't have to have a wig change too. You right. know, don't put yourself right. through all of that. It doesn't... It's unnecessary. It's nobody who even deserves that. Oh God. Oh, but Tamar, I just I'm gonna leave it right there because she is talented. So and she does not annoy me the way somebody like a K Michelle does. So I'm just I'm let that I let that go. You know what? I think I would have had an easier time sitting through a K Michelle performance. Damn. Okay. Cannot say the same. No. Only because it's hard. Like they both have great voices. I don't. I kind of feel the same way about both of them as people. Um, <laughs> no, I think I have what much more of a fiery rage against K. Michelle than Tamar. I just don't like either one of them. Yeah, but Tamar is harder for me to watch perform because she oh, does yeah. so, so much. Yeah. You know, it's just like, girl, you you're one of those people who could just stand there and sing. You don't have to do. But there's a lot of facial and <laughs> and just like there's a lot of you know she reminds me of Jennifer Holiday. Okay, yes. And, like, the way that she moves in her face and stuff. Yeah. And her lashes begin to like just being so away, expressive like and everything. You just, every emotion you're feeling is coming out. I'm just like, Through your arms and your and everything. Down. Oh, yeah, because she is over here trying to keep herself upright with the passion of singing this song. Now, again, I feel like a lot of that was to hide her mouth, but... <laughs> I could be. I mean, she does it all the time, so I don't know. It's fine because we do know you can sing. But every right. time I see K. Michelle, I think this might as well be Keisha Cole. Like, why isn't this Keisha Cole? But K. Michelle did look nice in this uh, Trina video, and I'm just assuming it's because she was in the it presence was because of, of proximity Trina. to like, Trina. Duh. Right? Like, Trina not gonna have you in her video, especially if she friends with you and you look crazy. Right? Of course. And Trina likes K. Michelle, so I tried to take that in mind every K. time. Trina is the reason I know who K. Michelle is. <laughs> Well, just go ahead and be totally honest about it then. Because Trina did a song, I think it was called Self Made. And I'm just a follower of Trina. Mm-hmm. And there was a new Trina. And so it was on this girl named K. Michelle song. <laughs> and then the next thing I knew, she was on Love and Hip Hop. Got you. Um, all right. So I watched Escape. Um, so let me tell you what Escape needed. Okay. okay. Escape 
they needed what they needed from each other was understanding. I, um, I knew it. How can they communicate? <laughs> I knew it. If they can't hear what each other's saying, you know what I'm saying? Like they. I knew it. <laughs> oh God, I want to escape to be. I just. I okay. want so much better. Latasha sounded great, and her mic was nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Tamika sounded good. Brown Tamika, not... Okay. Uh, got you, got Scott you, Tamika. got you, got you. And you know what? I appreciate Tiny's journey. What a kind way of saying that. Yes, I do. What a nice way and, of saying that. And of, of all of the things going on in Tiny's God, journey right now. My God. Absolutely. So you have yours. <sighs> And as far then, as we've got Ace's mama now, Lord, you know, Lord, <laughs> she looked really nice. Um, and I, but also the, her journey, you know, the notes though, she's been through so much. The sound of her voice recently, and having to yell at Portia and Phaedra for however many weeks and months, I would assume maybe it took it took a bit of its toll. I'm hoping that they watched this back uh-huh. and yeah, that they definitely. like rehearsed down for this Essence Festival because. Oh, please don't do this at Essence. Not only were like the, the vocals a bit shaky here and there, but um, it was like. It was like RuPaul was sitting up next to MC Light, watching down, like picking who was about to be that the like America's Next lead singing drag star. Okay. Like they were all. Did you, come on now. As soon as Candy, they got to Candy at right. first. As soon as they got to her fucking mic, Candy hops her ass up and she stands up to, to get to her part or whatever. And it was like, Tamika was like, oh, you got your arm and my ass up too. And then, it was, and then Tiny and Latasha look at each other like, well, I guess we got to stand Here y'all up go. Like, And so it was all mm, like, yeah. it seemed like the four of them were trying to show like, I have a voice. Look at me yes. sing. Here's Girl. my voice. Remember me from 1993? We know that y'all can sing. Like, we we do. Work on the unison. <laughs> like, what is the point of having a reunion? There's no union. Yes. There's no unity. Can you imagine Destiny's Child on stage and it's just the three of them singing instead of, like, the Destiny's Child harmonies that we all lived for and was, like, 80% of the reason we bought them albums? What? No. What? We want to hear y'all as a collective. We want to hear the voices and it would be best if they were all in tune and on pitch. Like, this would just be, you know, icing on the cake. So I'm really hoping they get that straightened out. All right. All right. All all right. right. (laughs) Where's the song going, sis? Remember when when Mufasa died and Simba was up on that rock like, no! Like, I do. I was like, why are you all the way down there? <laughs> no, Candy! Because that's where her range was comfortable, nigga. She was comfortable way but down in the But she hit that dirt. high note on the, um, on the first song. Uh, like, that was the best part of Candy's whole moment to me. And she like... Okay. 
clawed and scratched her <laughs> way did. up there. See, that's the thing. I don't want to shit on Candy. I just want them to take a look at this tape, specifically review that audio, <laughs> and then let's let's fix that before Essence this weekend. You need to call the and request the stems or whatever. Yeah, get it is. the the mic recordings, whatever it is that just go straight from the mic to the soundboard. Because damn, highest quality they got. And do a review because, whoa. Yeah, but, if that was supposed to be advertising for your tour, I feel like, I mean, the old head's still going to go because it's a skate, but I just want y'all to sound better than this. I feel like y'all can. It's just a matter of working together. I would go together. for like, like, I'd spend 50 Yeah, 50 yeah, $50, okay, yes. I'm really thinking about it. I think I'd spend 50 Huh? Is that like a good? Seat. I was gonna say that's like VIP, right? This is like a, a a decent. I'm not talking about no. I'm like, first of all, I'm assuming that they're going to be doing, you know, like maybe like the PlayStation Theater things. Yeah, like I'm that. thinking general admission, standing room only. Exactly. And I'm not paying fifty dollars for that. No, <laughs> I'm thinking like fifty dollars is giving me a seat. When the performance <laughs> is done. They can walk off and be like, good job, Latasha. And she heard me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I definitely have the best snaps of everybody in here. <laughs> you know, at least a t-shirt, a tumbler, something. Like, I'm getting something for $50. But I just want them to, I just want them to sound better. That's, it, it's a small I thing. I don't think that's asking But much. an important thing. Since, you know, they sing. I mean, it's just. And music is what they do when you have to hear it. Oh, God. But, you know, escape. So, what else was there? Uh... I watched Chris Brown perform. Okay. It was, you know, like every Chris Brown performance, Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, fun to look at. Um, Great dancing, and he does that thing with his legs where they slide back and forth. (laughs) I don't think he did a backflip this year, but, you know, here's hoping to next time. Sometimes you got to save a little something for for the next performance. Right. I did jump past that first song because I hate it. Like, I do, I hate that song. I don't even know what it's called, so. I'm not a, I'm not the Chris Brown fan, so. I just call it the Boom Shakalaka song. Oh, yeah. Because that's where he lost That me. is what it's. <laughs> oh, God, no. As soon as he's like, hey, you girl, not this. I'm like, nope. Now nope. I wish I had paid closer attention because I, I bet anymore. the choreography during that Boom Shakalaka song was hilarious. It was just him, like, at a microphone, and then there are these two women dancing right behind him in, like, nude leotards or something. And there's, like, a... So you just kind of see their silhouette in front of this white light. And they're just kind of, like, twerking. And he's singing the song. Great. And it's another one of those songs that I can't take because of how sexually explicit it is. Mm -hmm. Like... All of the pussy drippings and that yeah, sort of thing. And I'm just yeah. going, like, this is just, I'm too old for this. I don't like it. Just, <laughs> it's not even that, you know, I'm okay with songs about fucking. I'm okay with songs about loving pussy and liking sex. But it's like now singers are trying to outdo each other with how graphic it is. Yeah. Like, you know, let's see how far I can shoot this nut. Can you catch it from across the room? Oh, God. That kind of dumb shit. I'm like, like, Chris Brown might as well just write. A smell and taste song. I mean, isn't he? Didn't he do a song with? What did I see on Tumblr earlier today? Was it R. Kelly and Chris Brown and? There you go. Somebody else released a single. So I was just called what? Pee on me. Uh, something. So coat my cervix. I don't know. Something awful. I'm sure someone's just like this is. I just hate it. So yeah. Much. No. And then I also noticed that he did not 
shy away from cussing. Like, and BET is um, not famous for being great at censorship during these award shows. Somebody's so, finger is always a little. I caught at least four fucks. Okay. And Yikes. I watched this on BET.com. This is not even the live right. thing. So it wasn't removed. I was like, oh, so he's just out there cussing. So y'all just don't give a shit no more. Um, even Gucci Man didn't cuss when he finally came mm. out, and they still had them little kids right, right up there, right? You know, doing a. Did you see Solange's selfies shit. with with Gucci and everybody? Ugh. I saw her selfie with uh, Cardi B, and that one was fun. Oh yeah, no, she had one with Gucci too. Um, so there was that. Uh, oh, Chris Brown uh, also was attached to this Migos kerfuffle. I don't know why they're fighting. Most of the assumption seems to be that it's over Karuchi. Yeah, because isn't she with why, Offset? I mean, what else would it... Chris Brown, we already know how the fuck he acted with her. <laughs> right. And um, now Karuchi is hanging out with Quavo. Uh, and I think they were even there together at some point. Oh, Lord. Um, and I guess, I don't know, I saw some video of these niggas, it looked like it was in a garage or some shit, and Chris is just in the background leaning up against the car watching these niggas fight. <sighs> um, Offset was stopped by TMZ a little later and asked, oh, Offset, you know. <laughs> oh, Offset. What happened? Why the beef? And he actually gave a really poignant response, a really deep, reflective response, and said, you know, uh, they've got too much money and too many haters, basically. <laughs> what it all boils down to. Um, you know, niggas is just out here popping and then shit gets complicated. He doesn't really know Chris Brown like that or what's going on with him, but mm. the hate is in abundance. Did you hear about everything BET went through to keep Karuchi and Chris 100 yards away from each other? Yes. I was like, wow. That was sincere dedication to making sure that that girl's, what is it, a privacy order or whatever? Yeah, that restraining order was not violated because I'm like, y'all moving her, scuffling her back and forth, like shuttling her to different rooms and shit so that she won't have to see him. Like, oh God, what a fucking mess. But that wasn't a lot to Karuchi's climb, in my opinion, because I'm surprised somebody didn't just call her up and be like, well, girl, don't come. Because, um, right, the fact that they were like, well, we'll just have to accommodate the both of you. I was like, huh, okay. Chris is performing, and uh, which, quite frankly, we you don't have anything to perform. I don't want to say it's like not, like, but do we need a Chris Brown performance? I don't need a Chris Brown performance. Like, my night would have gone the exact same way without Chris Brown ever hitting the stage. Like, I would have been totally and completely fine with that. So, I just don't really see the need for Chris Brown to be accommodated in any way at the BET Awards. At the same time, I feel like the BET Awards are the only ones that will let Chris Brown still come on stage and do something. So, I'd rather know. watch Chris Brown perform for three minutes than watch Bruno Mars perform for two Oh, like five. well, but that... And again, that is just me, because yeah, at least I know... Yeah, that is just you. <laughs> at least I know I'll see better dancing, and I'll have way more shady things to say. All right, friend. That people will allow me to say, mm-hmm. because when I talk about how I feel about Bruno Mars, everybody's like, 
What? But Bruno Mars shits I just let you. I just let you give me all of these reasons. Oh my reasons. goodness. I had a dozen marshmallows that came directly out of his ass. They were so not great. I even arguing with you about the way you feel about Bruno Mars. I'm just saying, if you ask me to pick up a, a concert to go to, I'm going to I see Bruno. I didn't say concert. I said mere minutes. Okay, even performance. I would rather see Bruno than hear Chris I'm talk about going. all the things he's going to do with his semen. Uh, I do not want to hear it. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> not one. Oh, man. Because I'm not going to Chris Brown's concert to get shot. And I'm not going to Br- Bruno <laughs> to Mars' concert shot. to hear a bunch of 60-year-old white ladies talking about perms <laughs> and relaxes. So I won't be there. I'm going to go see Solange this or Erykah so Badu on tour. Let me know when the SZA um, dates come out. Other than that, I watched her uh, performance. Yeah. Um, I... I didn't see Migos perform. I didn't want to. Uh, they also apparently almost got into it with Joe Budden. Um, see, this is what I'm saying. So much of what happened at the BET Awards was not even about the BET Awards, but more of like just niggas being on the carpet. <laughs> Which is why, why watch it? Like, you really, for what? You don't need to. Yeah, no. Everything you need to see at the BET Awards will be online afterwards. Absolutely everything. Uh, So... Complex's show Everyday Struggle, I guess, had some space at the BC Awards to interview people. Why I haven't <laughs> the slightest. Because why not? But you know what? No hate on my end. Uh, at some point, Migos joined hosts um, Joe Budden and the other two. And it was just a very odd an awkward interview at one point. The what is the DJ's name? Is he really a DJ? Academic. Actually, a valid question. It's academics, but sure. I don't know that he actually is a DJ. I could have sworn academics with somebody else. Me too. Or but... is there a DJ named Academics and I'm just mixing them up? Yeah. Ooh, whatever. I have to say, I'd never seen that person's face before. He said something to one of them uh, to take off about being left off of bad, bad and bougie. And how he feels about that. And take off responded by saying, And he said, Huh? What happened? And then he said, What? What happened? And he was like, And he was like, Huh? I'm sorry, I don't hear you. And that went on for like, much longer than it should have. Yeah. And Do at it look one like... point... <laughs> oh, God. Over and over. It was just... <laughs> I mean, it kind of does look like you got left off by the pushy, whatever. Like, maybe that's not really what you're asking. But if anybody... Like, there's a ton of songs Offset was on when he was locked up. And there are tons of songs when they were all free <laughs> that they're not all right, on. Right, they're just not all on every song. So. so it wasn't a big deal to me. And if anything, it just seemed like something that was shady. I've noticed that that show has a knack for like like antagonizing guests or just saying something that they've said before that they know the guests won't like. Because I, the only right. time I've ever heard of that show was when Lil Yachty... Um, was sitting there oh, yes. like a kind-hearted young and Joe, man, and Joe, Joe Budden like, almost looked like Plankton from how SpongeBob. How dare you have joy in your heart? Like how happiness? <laughs> Fuck out of here! Smiling nigga for what, nigga? I saw another clip where Vic Mensa went off on academics over yeah. his opinion on Chicago drill music. There's somebody else who went I've off I've seen on that. Them. Yeah, so it's like... So this is like what they do, I guess. This is the show where day, y'all come argue. Everyday struggle. <laughs> um, 
It's so kind of crazy. They still booking people for every day. Stringer, like, do you just want to come argue with Joe Budden? Have him threaten you, get in your face? Joe Budden said after this that he's not a guest-based guy. Like, he doesn't, like, have guests on this podcast or they don't really, like, he doesn't like to do guests interviews, I guess. Okay. Which, I mean, we don't really have guests on this show either. Yeah, no, it's rare. <laughs> but... If that's the case, then why put yourself in a position where you're going to have to Why are you on the red carpet the interviewing everybody? It's a fucking carpet, girl. Like, that's the thing. If you're on the carpet and people are just walking by and they're stopping by the complex part or whatever, then don't you anticipate you'll be interviewing? Like, what do you think happens? What do you think all the mics and cameras and chairs? I mean, if we're being honest, the only reason that people even talk about this is because Joe Budden is on it and because they know that he will, you know, he has React. the... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so just being real about that that's what that is but if you know that you don't want to do that type of shit that I don't understand why I'm putting I mean I'm certain he's not doing it for free so there yeah but, there's that um at one point he's just like okay let's wrap this up which I probably would have done honestly too because it was going like nowhere <laughs> it was just mumbling and like angst and I would have been like okay that's enough thank you so much goodbye if everyone's done we can just go ahead and not be here anymore yeah. so Quavo's like we'll wrap it up then and then he like like Joe Budden like <laughs> catapults himself out of his own seat and like storms off and the way that he got up oh, probably would have had me get up too <laughs> because it was just such a like it was I mean, like I have to say I whoosh. enjoyed it I enjoyed it it was right he really propelled himself out of that seat the internet said um, that Migos then rose out of their own seats um, in order of importance <laughs> Quavo got up first, followed by <laughs> Offset and then Takeoff. Thank you for naming them, because you know I don't know. It's Mm-mm. so funny that I do. I mean, I know their names, but I cannot put the names to the f- the bodies of the person. Offset is Cardi B's boyfriend. Sorry, no. I don't... What his face looks like, I do not know. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. I mean, their faces were covered in dreads for like the first two years of their career. <laughs> and they still they work like... Shades and chokers everywhere they go, so it's hard to really. Yeah, right. Like you niggas, I just don't. I want to say y'all look alike, but I do not know the Migos one from another. I can just, I can tell their voice. I mean, everybody kind of knows what Quavo looks like. I think. Yeah, because Quavo's the the lead. Yeah, I don't want to say the Beyonce. He's the Dina. But yeah, okay, um, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I just had a vision. Amigos performing. We're your dream girl. All right. <laughs> like, offset and take off. Or like, woo. Because <laughs> you know they're in the back. Yeah. I was surprised to see them in clothes that fit so well. I was expecting them to show up in like. Oh, yeah, that's how they dress. Yeah, I did not know like, that. Mario Brothers when they're not saving the princess. <laughs> <laughs> Mario and Luigi on vacation. I said, oh, these niggas don't shy away from color, pattern, no, patterns, not nothing. They love it all. Yes. Another great thing I saw from the internet was that they look like um, Prince's crew from the Chappelle show. Do you remember? Oh, God. So of you, course I remember Prince's right. crew. Yes, I have seen that, that iconic like episode. Accurate. Yes, like, it was. was. They did look so like that. accurate. Bunch of fancy niggas. They did. God bless. So it was Offset who started rolling up the cuff of his sleeves. Like, we could just go ahead and take care of this right, right. now. It was just... <laughs> it was just... <sighs> so that's the thing that happened as well. Uh, meanwhile, 
See, I tried to connect there's so this. much happening. I tried to connect this as best as I could. It's kind of like a... All right, here's what I'm going to do. So while Migos was fighting with Chris Brown over Carucci... Yes. Rihanna. Oh, God. Yes, God. Okay, so I tried it on that transition, but I did my best. Uh... Rihanna skipped the whole last function. Yeah, no, that didn't. She was too busy um, slowly playing different mixes of Despacito in Spain while making out with her uh, new friend, Mm -hmm. Hassan Jamil, uh, a billionaire (laughs) um, and heir of, uh, I think his family, his lead distributor for Toyota in Saudi Arabia. This nigga is like, I read that the family is worth 1.5 bill. Yeah. I think his father had exclusive rights to distribute Toyota. Maybe he was like the only Toyota distributor in Saudi Arabia for I don't know how many decades, but that's one way to get your money up. Yeah. What? Young Hassan, and he's four years younger than Rihanna. I said, oh, yes, bitch. Rihanna's my age. Talk like, about fucking. So this man's a child. Yes. And, and Rihanna is slobbing him down. And I'm 100% here for it. I don't know which one of you creepy bitches was the one in the fucking bushes somewhere <laughs> are taking pictures of With your things. iPhone Zoom on 10. But they absolutely were having some alone time in the pool next to two Man. glasses of bubbly and tonguing each other down. Down. And honestly, no. I feel like there were some wild thoughts and some wild actions <laughs> taking place underneath that water that we couldn't take. Okay. Uh, couldn't get our eyes on. And that's fine. Because even just the stills, I was like, you, y'all are doing something in that water. <laughs> something happen. is happening. You got happen. your, Rihanna got her head, that neck tossed back. She doing the sideways, backwards kisses. And no, y'all in there fucking. Just live your life. <laughs> a- y'all a- are a- in there fucking. And I'm not mad because even from these blurry ass, you know, 10 miles away pictures, he's fine. <laughs> so Far yeah. away. Close up. All the way. Just, that man is fine. And rich. And a diplomat. And fine. Right. And foreign. Yeah. And not at the BET Awards fighting niggas. I mean, just when will you ever be like Rihanna? And the true gag is that Rihanna probably was just having a good time. (laughs) Rihanna probably went to a benefit someplace where they gave her like a diamond fucking key to At the Harvard thing. And she just met this nigga there. They caught each other's eyes and she was like, you and I will have fun in Spain. Now we'll go back to being Rihanna. Probably so. You do your car thing. <laughs> right. And if we meet again, we meet again. The savage part kicks in when it has to. Would you know? When will you ever? I'm I'm actually totally jealous. <laughs> they got they wrapped up in them little towels. You can tell from the pictures, them towels even look expensive. Like <laughs> wherever they were staying, some private villa, I don't know what the fuck. Everything just looks so nice, so quiet, so secluded. Just me and my Middle Eastern young thing in here getting it on. They must be fucking like crazy. You know what? Yes. It just makes so much sense. When she when she Instagrammed uh, Wild Thoughts and was like, you know, that's been my mood lately or whatever. I'm like, mm, mm, oh. mm, mm. So this is where the Wild Thoughts come from. All right. So here's the one who's putting you in the mood to be doing backwards tongue kissing and shit. All right, ma'am. I love it. No, me too. I'm all the way for it. Who else for Rihanna? Not like what? Who? who? Billionaire. 
Who else for Rihanna? Rihanna deserves. Not only does Rihanna deserve a nigga who she can be making out with, she's already at that stage, and you asking who the fuck this nigga is. Yeah, she deserves a nigga that you don't already know all of his goddamn business. Mm-hmm. She deserves a little bit of mm, mystery man. And on top of it, he's fine. Right. And wealthy. And wealthy. Right. Somebody who's not going to be on the shade room every other day because he got drunk and mad at his ex and threw a pretzel at her and violated the restraining order or whatever. Like, now she can't deserves ever go back to Denny's. something way better than that. So I'm so happy for Rihanna if this is her newest little conquest or whatever. I guess that explains the whole thing between her and Naomi Campbell from a few months ago. With, Why? Remember, didn't you tell me about this? About them unfollowing each other on Instagram? Where yeah, did I hear that? that? Because apparently this little boy is somebody Naomi Campbell used to fuck around with. Oh, is he? That's what I read on the internet, that he's Naomi Campbell's ex. Although Naomi Campbell, all she fucks is rich white men. So. <laughs> I were Naomi Campbell, all I would fuck with rich men. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not even sure if they're all white. Oh, because I guess this guy is not white, but no. you know, billionaire penis only. What else would I do with my vagina? Like, bitch, do you know that I'm Naomi Campbell? Like, I'm not giving this pussy out to niggas who make forty three thousand dollars a year. Y'all got me fucked up. Like, I'm even just not... if I fuck around, my pussy would still have better judgment. Yeah, like, my pussy like... would not allow any dick below yeah, the billion. No, like, my pussy would be like, I'm actually just gonna go ahead and close things up since clearly you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> One of us has it. to be responsible here. So, no. You've lost your mind, bitch. I'm not doing that. Yeah, so apparently that's one of her ex play things and so maybe the two of them getting together. Yeah, I mean, but like, I would, that, I hope that's not true because it seems to me that like, Naomi, like you're much older, like you're seasoned, you have, you could literally have anybody you wanted. I don't, think that this is somebody you must have had like some deep attachment to like i hope they didn't really fall out or stop being cool behind a man because that would suck um this tickets for everybody let's see here oh i watched mary j blige perform um ken do isaacs also watched mary j blige perform (laughs) um and released some sap ass weird ass response on instagram the next day with a gorgeous photo of her talking about some I love you so much, and I wish we didn't have to do this on social media or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, despite the way you've been acting. Like, nigga, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, the way that I've been acting in, in reaction to all of your folks. Right. Like, you leaving me and demanding that I take care of you and that bitch and your kids. And your kids. On um, top of everything. Nigga, what? Yeah, I'm bugging. Like, what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, I'm supposed to give a shit that you aren't mad at me and you still love me? Nigga, fuck you. Who cares how you feel about me? Like, you the one who did me wrong. You can sit up here and be mad that I'm talking about it all you want to, but had you not done it, it wouldn't be nothing for me to say. So be mad at yourself. And for the rest of your life, you're just going to be Mary J. Blige, ex-husband. I mean, right? truly. So do you want to be like... You'll be Ken J. Blige till I decide you aren't. Right. Because <laughs> so, so. either way, your stock's plummeting. Yeah, fuck that nigga. Um, that was pretty much it in terms of the performances that I watched. I know that other people did perform, but didn't care to look yeah, at it. Yeah, no, that's actually it for me. <laughs> um, Remy Ma won Best Female Hip Hop oh, Artist. Oh, man. And I logged on to Twitter for... Two seconds and it looked like fire had <laughs> right open from hell. I was like, y'all, 
Come on. Hmm. I don't know. I'm more... I'm more tired of the discussions of the Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj thing than I am the actual whatever it is that's happening between them. That's okay. pretty tiresome as well at this point. But the internet reactions to it are just kind of like, I don't know, who, whatever. Who was supposed to win that award? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I thought they would give it to Young and May to keep the peace, but evidently BT said, fuck it, we're not doing no, it. We're giving it, to, <laughs> we're giving it to Remy. I feel like I'll... Any one of those women could have won that award, and I probably would have been like, I can see it. Like, mm-hmm. so I didn't. Yeah, apparently, since you you into Bodak Yellow now, did you like the video? I actually didn't watch the video. I just listened to the song, so I don't know what the video looks like yet. But the song is really good. So, um, I mean, I didn't feel like that song just came out. This song mm-hmm. came out after I think our nomination. I would have definitely given it to Young Ma after, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, after the Ooh. Yeah. And hot sauce is fire. Everything, yeah. And Young M.A. really keeps her mouth shut. She keeps her head down. She stick with her, you know, light-skinned, femme girl, straight girlfriend. Yeah. And, you know, she, she does that. <laughs> and so I could have seen M.A. getting it before Cardi. But Remy oh, getting definitely. it, too. Like, she shook up hip-hop, especially for women, just with that one song alone. Like, you can not like it all you want to. Everybody else who was nominated will be just fine. Yeah. Uh, on it's the, just that the stands react so predictably to these things. It's just boring. It's like the one year Nikki actually had real competition in the lineup. She lost, and y'all are just. And I was like, it's just a BET award, girl. It wasn't a BET award the last seven years. I was about and to say, it just it, if she would have won again this year, it wouldn't have been just your a reaction would have been like, ah, oh, y'all really <laughs> thought Remy was about to win. Eight-time best female uh, rapper, you hoes are just jealous. Undefeated BET queen. <laughs> Like, yes, queen of Billboard and queen of BET and queen of VMAs. Y'all would have did all of that. Queen of black, queen of entertainment, queen of television, <laughs> queen of letters, queen, queen of, of prog, queen of weave. Like, <laughs> um, the queen of all of those things on the flip side performed at the National Basketball Association. That's a good segue. Next day. That was a good segue for him. Yeah. She, uh... <laughs> What I still am having trouble with what the NBA Awards is supposed to be. Um, of course, I didn't watch yeah. anything but Nicki Minaj's <laughs> performance and a couple of clips of Drake. Um, God, exact same, hard same. What else was there? To Although say? I heard Russell Westbrook won maybe MVP. Yes, and so I was like, okay, that I should have I should have stayed tuned long enough to watch that because I do love my little Russie. But I'm not mad at the NBA having their own version of awards if that's what they want to do. That's fine. It's yeah. just from sports niggas. Okay, so Nikki comes out. Purple Two Chains kind of opens for her with his song. <laughs> okay. Um, oh yeah. Oh god, I downloaded Two Chains album, but I haven't heard it yet. And I thought that she gave like a decent performance. Interesting that the she just changed the color of the long weave now. Now it's just pink. Um. I would have performed oh, that sis. 2 Chain song and then her two new Khaled verses before I did that Katy Perry song and whatever else mm. it was she did. Because, honestly, I think that Nikki is awake now. Like, yeah, I think, think so? that her, I think the two verses on the Khaled album were good. I think that the... Funny enough, we talked about that 2 Chains record when they had that clip that was released when they were at a listing party oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that little part that was released was like the worst part of the verse. <laughs> it was. The rest of the verse was pretty good. <laughs> so, 
I'm sticking with my theory that Nikki was spending all of that time after Ether trying to remain or just seem as unbothered as possible. And even when she did respond, she wanted to seem like, I'm not that bothered, which is why she had them guests on the song, which is why she treated the responses like a regular music move and that whole thing. Right. And, you know, the common consensus outside of her fan base was that's not good enough (laughs) everybody except the barbs was like we that's not good no this isn't this is subpar so and we need you to do better and so maybe that's what the direction Nikki's headed in it seems like now she's like okay since I actually have to work because I thought those verses on Cal's album were fire I would have done those three like I can't imagine like if her response to Ether. Like, if No Frauds had been that first verse that's on No Frauds already, and then, like, the 2 chains part, and then, um... See, no, now you're trying to build a... I mean, <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> what else can I do? The time is gone. You know what I'm saying? Moments passed. Build it up. But I'm just saying, if it were that energy, like, three verses of those things, still wouldn't even have been lyrically what was ether. I mean, sheether, but... There would have been a much stronger debate okay. than I think what she yeah. did before. But anyway, I like the direction she's moving in terms of the rap. The performance itself, oh, like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it seemed like it was a lot of oh, like God. <laughs> old white men in that audience who either don't know who she is, don't listen to rap, both, <laughs> right, or whatever. Because it felt like they were like dead. It like, was they didn't a lot. Care. Yeah, I mean, and. You know, say for a few niggas, you know, on camera, I felt like that was most of the crowd's general reaction. Like, okay, Nicki, Nicki Minaj, sure. Like, it felt like this when, can happen when the plastics performed Jingle Bell Rock on Mean oh Girls. <laughs> that's why, that's exactly what it felt. And Drake was in, like backstage, like Regina George's mom. Here dancing. she go on this damn chariot bed thing. Lord, she loved that thing. But. Hopefully, you know, we get this energy on some of her own songs for her own uh, album coming forth. And these two can, you know, put their this shit to rest at this mm-hmm. point. Because it's not... Like, I just feel like at this point, if y'all gonna keep going at each other, then light the flames back up, bitch. Like, you know, do it for real, for real. But, like, the shade here and the little shade there and a little <laughs> bit here. And then, ugh, I'm just... Yeah. Both of y'all can rap. Both of y'all are very, very talented. Both of y'all belong and deserve your spot in music. So at this point, let's just release some fire stuff. And mm-hmm. Cardi B, <laughs> call up Cash oh, Doll. Man. Should have been on the main stage, honestly. 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 She could have replaced some of that other trash. <laughs> Cardi B and Cash Doll need to do a remix to that Bodak Yellow song because they both. Neither one of them needs to dance mm-hmm. anymore. They both make money moves. And I could hear Cash Doll fuck Ned Beat up. And I think it would be a great thing to talented new girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I might like a remix better because I don't care for Bodak Yellow, but I do like really? Lick. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh-huh. See, I don't like that one. See, we're exact opposite. But I do like that video for Bodak Yellow. But the song itself, um, I'm just not feeling it like that. I do. I don't know why. It just hit me. And I remember watching clips of her in the studio or something, and I'm pretty sure she was playing that song at one point. And I was like, this sounds so damn stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And now look at you. Now, I love this dumb shit. It's pretty great. (laughs) I I mean, 
I bop around to the race tremors and the rest of these <laughs> niggas who yes, I sure do. can barely spell, much less actually put words together to rhyme. So right. I'm going to give Cardi B her a little, you know, her little moment and yeah, stuff like that. Because she deserved it and she looked amazing. <laughs> she, she looked did. fantastic. She looked absolutely She's great. really, her, her stripper turned... You know, musician entertainer looks are one hundred percent fantastic. Like she just always nails it. Did you see Taraji leave that comment on Instagram? <laughs> no, which one? Taraji left a comment on I think one of her Instagram pictures and was just talking about how she's been following her since she had seventy thousand followers. Oh she's wow! So proud of her and keep working and be humble and all that stuff. So oh, that was really sweet too. I do love that. Oh my goodness, Yara Shahidi. Is that what you're about to bring up? I'm just kidding. Put Taraji in a Cardi B video. Oh my God. Yes. Like, ooh, so what's the treatment for this video? Because Cardi B being on Empire is too fucking easy. Oh, yeah, no. Mm -mm. I want to see. Like a short, like when niggas, remember when niggas used to really make little little movies out of their videos? Yeah, something like that where there's a whole three minute, like, video presentation breaking up the song i can honestly just i could handle them sitting on like the front of a rolls royce like a white rolls royce or something just drinking champagne mm-hmm. and something really expensive mm-hmm. and just just a small cameo like drew barrymore in the drew barrymore video <laughs> right this is drew barrymore video right so hmm, yeah or something where she's just like the any <laughs> i don't know why does she have to be the auntie? well because I mean, because she is. Lataraji is like the, but not like, oh, like, oh, my old out of touch Annie, but just like, you know, Annie who always put you up on game and told you about niggas and smoked your first, first blunt with you and all that. Like that, Annie. I'm down for whatever. I don't know, something. I'm, but that's a great idea. What? Taraji and Cardi B? Yes. <laughs> and Trina. That sounds right. That sounds perfect. Because Trina. Trina makes everything shiny. Um. Last but not least, uh, Surprise, the fight. Safari and Meek Mill. A fight. Um, Was there so, just one fight? I don't even know. I've, there were so many fights. I just saw a video of a fight this morning that happened in the BT Awards that a whole bunch of niggas <laughs> were in. And I don't know which one that like, was. How I we couldn't just not get find, the video for this? I don't even... There was no captioner. It was just a fight. And right. There was a bunch of clips. Like, DJ Khaled was there in Future. I don't know who that was that was fighting. Chris Brown was in that clip, too. But it wasn't any of the other ones I saw. Anyway. Hmm. So, Khaled had, like, a pre-BET award party. Meek Mill is standing outside somewhere. At one point, a car pulls up. Meek Mill gets out of the car. And then some other men, Meek Mill's alleged friends, Mm -hmm. jump, safari. He runs away. I found it very interesting that safari was wearing all white. And Meek Mill was wearing all black. <laughs> they look like spy That is are. interesting. Hmm. Mm. My Shonda brain is turning right now because you know she loved to put Olivia in all white in certain you know. situations and that sort of thing. Like, hmm. I wonder, did the universe put that together? I mean, at the end of the day, clearly they're just trying to stop his uh, coconut oil <laughs> underwear. I knew you was about to say something about his, his coconut oil underwear hustle. <laughs> And they see the empire growing and they're hating. They're jealous. I really want the coconut oil to be called Glisten by Safari. <sighs> Absolutely I not. want it. 100% not. So the, my thing is like jumping niggas is whack. Like, and like in every. It's just whack. If you won't fight me, then nigga come fight me. If you mad at me, then come fight me. You nigga, you mad. Like don't bring you and your whole fucking team worth niggas if I ain't got my whole team worth niggas to fight y'all back. Like it just... That's some punk shit to me. I assume that a lot of times these people have 
an entourage do the violent things for them to keep their hands clean when it gets to the legal system. <laughs> the issue with that but is like, we still know that you're involved. Right. Like your friends that are stupid. on Instagram with you ain't going to fight your ex's ex and you there. And we're going to be like, hmm. I don't know what that was about, but let's ask Meek Mill. Hey, Meek, you were here watching. Um, have we any- know you know all these guys. Sure, you didn't have anything to do with it or anything, but, you know, just asking about the coincidence of your friends. Give us a couple clues of what's happening. Like, <laughs> bitch, just what? like when them niggas were fighting with Migos and Chris Brown just standing in the background. And like, we had nothing to do with it. He was just standing in the back. He wasn't fighting anybody. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. He had no idea. He just got off the phone with Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> and was just ready for the pieces to show up. And, and then, then all of a sudden, bashing. <laughs> just like that, I was totally innocent. And then you niggas just started fighting out of nowhere. Like, I mean, oh. I prefer the nigga stand off to the side. I prefer the nigga not be there. Huh, that's real. But but why are Meek Mill and Safari fighting anyway? I mean, please, God, don't be over Nikki. They were talking a lot of shit about each other for quite some time throughout that entire process. Okay. And again, Safari believes that Meek Mill had a lot to do with him losing his lady of what like a decade or something I mean, like but do that? you really still feel like that was a loss i mean i don't know that it has as much to do with her anymore or it's just as you it said this shit all so. of the shit you was talking and mm. now we see each other okay got you, know what you. I mean? because i know plenty of instances where i don't even remember why i want to beat your ass but i just knew that when but I, then I see saw you, you and the, here comes the anger all over again. Right. And so maybe like, I don't remember. What the fuck is y'all fighting for? Um, <laughs> oh, Give me a second. Shut up. Hold on. Let Bitch, me, that's right. not important right now. I'll, give was, me a minute. It was April <laughs> and... Um, April 2015, shit. you tweeted me and you said some shit oh, and I said, let yeah. me see that bitch in the streets. I was having them ribs that night and <laughs> God, the point is I don't like that bitch. Right, exactly. Like, so, it's one of those things where it's like, this girl, this is so old. Y'all probably could have, the mature thing would have been to just be like, oh, there go that nigga, whatever, you know. Now, if you would have hopped out your motherfucking car and been like bygones, <laughs> bygones and taking a selfie with that nigga and put it on the fucking internet, that would have been way more explosive. Well, probably not. But that would have been way more of a statement. Yeah, not more explosive because niggas fighting. live for this. Right. <laughs> no, when niggas love fights. Um, I don't know. I just, let me go down the list and see what I care about that we talked about today. Okay, I, I wish Escape the Best and Mary. Oh, and I'm so, you have a list. I'm so proud. Happy for Rihanna. Ooh, he and is a cutie, man. Damn. Happy for Remy. Nikki's sounding good, and that's about as much as I've got. Look at you writing positive things. <laughs> week. So, that's the sad world. We are going to take a break. And we're all right, so we're back, and it is now time for listener letters. Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. We got a lot of responses to your read last week, uh, when, you know, where you went off on. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, all that. And a lot of people were like, wow, Kifiri actually just read me. I need to get my shit together. <laughs> and then a lot of other people were like, wow, I just really need to hear that. Great motivation. So thanks to you for that encouraging, helpful word. Let's well, see. Glad you all took it that way because I was actually pissed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could tell that, but I'm glad that people took those words and were like, wow, I need to do something with my own life or I need to do better about the things that I've agreed to do or whatever mm, else. So, too. yeah. So that is great. Um, hmm. Our first question this week, Lord. Uh, 
from Phoenix. It's from Phoenix. And it says, I'm 21 years old. Um, I've been dating a guy named Apollo since May 30th. Dump him. <laughs> Apollo's actually not a bad guy. <laughs> oh, okay. I, mean, I don't know any of them. Yeah, no, I, I just skimmed ahead. We started out as fuck buddies and the vibe was kind of perfect. So we both caught feelings. I always use condoms because duh. And also as a bottom, I'm way more vulnerable to contracting an STI. The second time I spent the night with him, he showed me his test results. It turns out that he's positive and he's been undetectable for years. He contracted it over a half a decade ago, and he's taken exceptional care of himself since he got it. Also, I've been on PrEP since May. I know that condoms are 99% effective, and PrEP is greater than 90% effective, and a person who is undetectable has less than a 4% chance of transmitting HIV. But my aunt found out about his status, and she's losing her mind. She refuses to let him hang out at our home, and yes, it is our home. I pay part of the rent, cable, and electric bill, and I'm and I'm the one who's on the lease, so this is by no means her house. I even helped her pay her part of the bills when she was not doing well. She's losing sleep over this and is very anxious when I'm home the energy of the house is strange she locks herself up in the room and refuses to talk to me I tried to talk to her and gave her all those statistics but she still refuses to budge my aunt has been like a parent to me since I don't talk to my actual parents in fact my parents didn't go to my college graduation because I went in drag and my aunt chewed them out for it I know she cares about me and that's why she feels some type of way but I refuse to contribute to HIV stigma and also Apollo is an amazing guy in every way I've fallen hard for him and I'm certain he feels the same way I'm pretty sure we're less than a month from being an official couple and the last thing I want I love that so much these kids are so cute and the last thing I want is for my aunt to hate my boyfriend for something that happened to him way before he met me what do you think i should do thanks sincerely phoenix um so this is something the boyfriend found out recently so well they've only been dating since the end of may so it had to have been recently because this is like (laughs) this is the end of june so Um, it's been a month okay well i mean i agree with not you know participating in that stigma it's unfortunate that so many people don't take the time to educate themselves about these things and mm-hmm. um they live in ignorance and not only living in the ignorance <laughs> they feel like they can also advise you on right. it when it's like but i actually like i actually like read the information no, right. i like have science on my side is the problem here like i know I know that you're wrong yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't because right you don't right you and it's so much harder to do when it's like an authority figure and someone that you have turned to because your actual parents abandoned you in a certain way so it's like you really have this intense connection with your aunt and you love her and she's been down for you in ways that your family other family members haven't and at the same time she's really ignorant about this one thing like she won't let him come over what is she scared he's gonna use a cup and get aids in her house like oh uh, it's honestly like man like the plot point to several sitcoms from the 1980s yeah. <laughs> everybody had that hiv episode every <laughs> fucking show between like what? 1986 and like 99 yeah so tommy has hiv but i used the water fountain right after he did and then here come the nurse with don't be silly boys Remember when, like, Elise Neal was on Girlfriends and she had it or something? Yes. They were, like, cooking. She cut her hand. Oh, my God. Or something. Yes. And then I think Joan wanted so to throw dramatic. the knife away. Right. And then like... she kept it. And then she didn't want to. <laughs> and I was like, 
Girl, okay, we've come so far, and science has made all of these leaps forward in order to... It does not have to be a death sentence. Right. I mean, it hasn't been for such a long time, but not only that, you can really live like a normal life, not only if you have it, but if you're um, in a relationship Mm -hmm. with someone who has it. So I understand that there aren't people who understand that, and it's unfortunate, but... Your aunt should have a bit of comfort in knowing those things and also trusting that you know to take care of yourself and you Mm -hmm. know what you're doing. And I understand that because she loves you, she just wants, you know, what's best for you. And uh, for a lot of people, that's like their biggest fear. When they find out that they have like, especially uh, a younger male family member or someone that they're guarding that's gay, Mm -hmm. then they're like, oh my God. You gonna get AIDS? It's like, oh lord. Well, well <laughs> like not really. That's just not. It's not like a rite of passage, right? You know, like they don't invite you to some cult where they're just like, okay, so here's it's AIDS day. I don't know what. <laughs> oh god, like, short time girls. Like, calm down and trust that. I mean, first of all, you're going to not only the odds of you dating someone or meeting someone, a friend even, who has it, or who's dated someone who has it, or who slept with someone who has it. Mm -hmm. As a gay man, like, come on, girl. Like, we know what the statistics are. At this point, it's about making sure that we, you know, take care of ourselves so it's not still being spread. Um, But, you you know, you can't really change people's thoughts and their feelings. And hopefully, you know, through more conversation and you just having a healthy, happy relationship, she'll see that it's just a thing that you deal with. Mm -hmm. It's just a part of certain people's lives. And as long as you're happy and you're healthy and, you know, y'all ain't bashing each other over the head with computers and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> she should just be happy for you and hopefully she'll eventually figure that out, figure that whole thing out I don't know if you're gonna have to go up to her every Sunday morning and wake her up and be like I'm still negative girl or like what is it that she wants you to do uh, yeah she's she's really gotta step out of the ignorance on this like it sounds like maybe she heard some statistics about HIV AIDS 25 years ago and hasn't heard shit else since then and doesn't realize that like yeah. it is not you know when you know, when I was a teenager in the 90s and my gay friends told me they had HIV, it was like a bitch, let me sit down and tell you this really, you know, terrible yeah. thing because, you know, I mean, and it, it at that point it was like, we don't know, you know, how long you'll be alive type of right. situation. Like, like it really did used to be Ter- a much yes. scarier conversation. But if you, the thing is like, not talking about it like your aunt just being like oh well i just don't want to hear about you know anything related to science doesn't help make anything better like talking about it reduces the stigma and like getting tested and you catch it early and you get started on your medication early and you can be like many other illnesses right like Like so many it's like it happens you treat it you live your life my god yes it is like (laughs) maybe this is not the best example but i had a friend who developed diabetes at uh, some point in his life and it was the sort of thing where he didn't realize he was sick until he ended up in the hospital and they were like hey your blood sugar is like crazy high and it seems like maybe it just does this so you need to take this medication and do this 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 in your life you know and it's like diabetes is a thing that you have but it can be managed and you can still live a perfectly normal great life with it but you do have to take care of yourself you know HIV is so similar to that nowadays that 
really that you just have to your aunt has to be open to being educated about it she really does that's the yeah. only reason that she feels away she must be scared that you're gonna get sick and then her nephew's gonna be gone or something like that or or she's scared that he can come and breathe hiv all over your house or something which and is just oh god another another thing that a lot of um i don't want to say elders because i don't know how old your auntie is but a lot of um Men and women who are a bit older than this generation, they'll be stuck on that thing and they don't want to talk about it. And they, you know, it may seem like they're really ignorant, but in truth, they may not be telling you that they've lost people. They like a lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of these people have friends that. Yeah. died because of HIV AIDS complications because they grew up in that era yeah. where oh child the 80s and 90s right. yeah and so you know having friends that you see go through that type of stuff and losing them and then you know like I get it I understand where she's coming from but you know that doesn't mean that you should just leave a really great guy that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you should just make somebody feel like they're worthless or they're not worth dating because of it you know what I'm saying and I don't want to minimalize that experience for mm-hmm. anybody who actually you know is positive because you know I don't want to do that but I, I just I understand wanting to have a relationship. Sometimes I feel like I'm the worst person to give advice to because I'm so easy to just be like, oh, so you you good on me then? Because, of this? all right, cool, bye. And I'm just going to hang, you know? And right. not everybody and is living like that. that. it's got to be different. You know, for many people. Mm-hmm. So I can't just be like, well, if your auntie don't like it, well, then you pack up your stuff and get out. And no, you don't speak to her. And just change my- I mean, I can't. I can't expect that everybody's going to react that way. So, but it's just something that she's going to have to some way, somehow take the time to actually figure out what it is that's going on, how, you know, treatment works and Mm -hmm. all of this type of stuff. Because truthfully, and this isn't even just heterosexual people, negative people, positive people, everybody really, if you're sexually active, you should read about these things. I mean, right. You should be using condoms. And the fact that you, you are using condoms every time and you're on prep and your little boyfriend has been undetectable for how many years or whatever means that y'all are pretty much having the safest the sex. The safest possible <laughs> sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you could you would just read a couple of things. The only thing safer is like abstinence. Like Right. You, the <laughs> only thing you could be doing that would be safer than what you're doing right, right. now is not fucking. Right. You on prep and using condoms yes. and he's undetectable. Right. It's like, girl, but straight people are having way riskier sex than this every day. Come on! But your aunt probably thinks of it as a gay thing as opposed so to people a do. people thing. Yeah, and I mean... And why? Because science oh showed them that it's so much easier to contract it through anal sex yes. and so on and so forth. So you'll listen to science because of that, but you won't listen to science <laughs> tell you what the fuck you gotta do. Right. So you won't listen when science says, hey girl, we have have all these pills and potions that you can take if you do have it to get your viral load under control and if you don't here's something to keep you from getting it and also here's condoms in every clinic so that you can wrap it up every time regardless of whether you know the other person's status or not like there's so many gains that have been made as far you as this conversation is concerned can just manage this you can manage it, it can really be done and it shouldn't be this you know right. whole dramatic thing but i just think that a lot of people really enjoy being able to look down on others mm. and whichever ways you can do that you going to do it yes. it just sad. Kind that's of, sad you know it is really sad it's really pathetic it's awful but at least you 
can say that you've, you know, educated yourself. You mm-hmm. take the necessary steps to protect yourself and who you sleep with. And that's all we need. You know what right, I'm saying? And right. Hopefully, if your aunt is active as well, she's doing the same thing for her and her partner or partners. That's the <laughs> most we can ask. Right. I can't go around begging everybody to use their common sense or just do a little bit of research. Or even just But I can ask that if you fucking just use condoms. <laughs> I just want y'all to use condoms, really. Use condoms. So many of these emails are like, had y'all just use condoms, okay? The pill under Obamacare is free. Every time I go get it every month and they're like, no copay. I'm like, excuse me? It throws me off every time that the birth control pill has no copay anymore. It's just, we realize that people need it and so many people need it. And it treats a lot of different, it's not just an anti-pregnancy thing. Like it can regulate your hormones. If you have trouble with that, it can help get rid of cysts. If you have PCOS, it regulates your periods. It's all this different stuff that the pill does that, you know, it makes sense for it to be available widely and at zero cost for anybody who needs it. But here go the Republican. You know what? This is not what we're talking about. We're talking yeah, actually, about this. Like, like this slowly like, started. But here to go. go the Republicans talking about kicking 22 million people off of insurance and taking Medicaid away from babies, like from babies and old people and the disabled talking about, well, y'all can just get a job. Like, oh, really, girl? Is that what you? So children with cancer, like five year olds, do we suggest they work? Like lifetime caps on treatment. Seriously, there are kids who run up million dollar hospital bills before they ever leave like the NICU. So, huh. but anyway, you know, fight the good fight with your aunt on this because this is just ignorance on her part and she could be doing so much better and she should be. So our next question comes from Lizette. And it says, I've never been in a situation that I thought was messy enough to email y'all, but alas, the time has come. There's a guy at work who's constantly flirting with me. I found out he had a girlfriend right off the bat, but I also figured that it took two to tango and some innocent flirting wouldn't hurt anybody. Just for reference, (sighs) I am a Latina woman and he is a white guy and we live in the Midwest. Why are you even doing that to yourself? Uh, okay. A white man in the... Sis, this sounds like a bad idea. But anyway, it all started off with him telling me that I was really beautiful and him just being fine as fuck. Oh, that's why. you're fine. So I gave him the eyes. (laughs) Oh, girl. (laughs) And then that progressed to him coming in in the mornings and asking for a hug, that sort of thing. It all started two weeks ago. But last Friday, things progressed to him grabbing my ass and spanking me and just releasing some of the sexual energy that had been building between us. At work? I guess so. Yeah, she said he came in early. So, <laughs> oh, I hope this is a call center job. We okay, made out a that's few. That's literally what I pictured. <laughs> I swear on everything. I literally watched these niggas walking through my mind with the headset yes. around their neck. Yes, I'm going on break five right quick. <laughs> Had to be. Okay. Oh, I love it. Yes. Okay. So where was? Oh, we made out a few times throughout that day. Okay. But nothing passed a little fondly. I was guilt-ridden about the entire about it the entire weekend, thinking about how I essentially betrayed my fellow woman. Yep. And as a feminist, I'm supposed to respect women, and by being some guy's side piece, I disrespect to her. Yesterday, we had a couple moments when we were working together inside of some units. Oh, we work in an RV prep factory. Uh, so pretty much, you work in an RV, and there's a weird amount of privacy. Oh wow! How do people? I'm surprised more people don't fucking work. <laughs> Y'all work in RV. <laughs> what well, is this fascinating? Hey, what? <laughs> she works in an RV factory, so pretty much you work in an RV. 
So maybe they build RVs there. And so after you get like the, the shell of it or whatever, and then you start building it up. I don't know. So you are, y'all what are, a job. y'all are fucking in, in fact, in yes. RVs before you send <laughs> before them out. You send I'm them. never getting in another <laughs> I love it. Uh, So, yeah, she said, I went home feeling like shit about the whole thing. And I came to the decision that I wasn't going to entertain it anymore because I've obviously been looking for attention in the wrong places. I told him all of this today and told him he ain't shit and that I'm a little bit better than him because I'm the one who chose to stop it. And he should reevaluate his choices. Oh, right. My problem is now I feel really, really guilty after Facebook stalking his girlfriend because I guess I just kind of assumed he was dating some country bumpkin white girl and that I was different i know i'm not shit for going with it in the first place but am i extra not shit for feeling worse about it because now i know his girlfriend is black and gorgeous also why do you guys think i would care less if she was white is that racist of me (laughs) (laughs) is there anything left to do but get over it please help sincerely brown and in distress i need to know what this nigga looked like listen she said he was fine as hell but you i'm sorry for a white boy i'm gonna need you to submit photographs and he's got a beautiful black girlfriend there you go latina and got a beautiful black girl at the house he probably is fine he has i mean he i need and he works in an rv factory (laughs) so i mean i don't know that part i'm like so is he strong is he like building the rvs is he like built is he ripped sounds like a pilot for a fast and furious spin does he i mean he must make decent money at the very least but Mm, let's mm -hmm. not make assumptions huh so what i mean okay so you should feel bad because you did know and you uh couldn't resist (laughs) temptation so yes you should feel bad in no way are you better. <laughs> I just want to point that out. That's not. We're She's not like, nah, that I'm, I'm kind of better, actually. I mean, kudos to you, because if you hadn't stopped, you'd still be going because he definitely won't go do it. But like, like if you want to feel bad, yes, you should. You don't have to stew in it. But yeah. don't be trying to give yourself some medals. God bless. This is poor. This is poor decisions. Yes, this is a bad decision, sis. Um. Now, I mean, at this point, I think it's all about kind of just going your own little way, being, you know, respectful at work. I don't know how things are supposed to be now. No more one-on-one RV time. I guess not. You're going to have to work as a team for the rest, (laughs) you know, the other people around or something. Wow, y'all must be fucking all day. In RVs? Yeah, I could see niggas easily slipping inside an empty RV and being like, well, um... So I don't think you're more racist because you thought it was a white girl. So you were like, whatever, white girl will be fine. Like, I don't, I think that's just funny because I've never heard of anybody finding out that the nigga they was fucking around with had a black girlfriend and were like, oh, I feel worse about this than if it had been a white girl, you know? I've never heard of that Yeah, either. I think I'm just kind of surprised and that threw me off. It was kind of hilarious, but everybody not, is not built for whole life. That's, <laughs> That's true. Everybody can't be like SZA and The Weeknd and sharing niggas and, you know, you nine to five and I got the rest. Everybody's not made for that. And so if you have a guilty conscience over sleeping with somebody's boyfriend, you should. I mean, <laughs> because you knowingly slept with somebody's boyfriend. I mean, boyfriend. But she didn't sleep with him. Or, okay, I don't know, hand jobs. <laughs> what does fondling she mean? She said they kissed. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I mean, fondling is just fondling. Is it hunching? Me, no. <laughs> Fondling, I I take as just a, like over the clothes. Yeah, yeah, like just so genital like touching real, over the clothes. Yeah, yeah. And skin to skin. Not nothing, nothing internal. Just groping. 
That's all. So you were inappropriate and yes. you knew you were and yes. you had a guilty conscience about it because you did something that was wrong and yes. that's all healthy and good. Like you yes. probably should feel it's bad. better than not feeling anything. It is better than, I mean, yes, because somebody like me, I would probably not feel anything. So it's much better than to actually have a conscience about it. But I think, you know, at this point, You've ended everything. There's no re- need to like beat yourself up about it because she's black. I just think that's funny that yeah. you were going to be much more okay with it if she was white. I mean, I don't but- really see. Like- <laughs> I don't think you need to throw yourself through the ringer. I mean, you must feel like, oh, black women are going through so much and I done stole. <laughs> right. Of stole all the black things woman. black women have been through. Black women had to leave man- black men because they're so awful. Just poor black girl. Found her a white man finally and I ruined that shit for her too. That's probably what she I mean, felt. You don't need to send her an edible arranger or anything. Just stop fucking around with her man. Yeah, leave her man alone that's and that's probably like the best you could do at this point you know like i love that you emailed the black people you know right help what can i do just don't fuck our man like we were going to be like now had it been a sally that would have been a completely different thing yeah no so if you feel guilty about being the side chick or the mistress or whatever then that life is not for you just don't do that you learn yeah. that lesson it wasn't worth it even though he was fine so just don't do that again and, and take your lesson on that I mean the odds of me being anywhere at any point and seeing a white boy that I feel like is so fine that I would do something like so that so fine I could probably understand the temptation because it's like in most cases like I said before if the nigga can't build a rocket ship like it's another one of y'all out here somewhere I mean but tell the truth. The odds of me seeing a fine ass white boy are quite rare. So I may have <laughs> wanted to jump on the opportunity as soon as it was presented as well. But right. knowing ahead of time that this man has somebody, I just, yeah. it's not even as much. Again, unless you're built for that life. Yeah. It's not fun to be like, because the whole time I'm going to be thinking about. Damn. The fact that. Because I've been that girl. <laughs> whose man cheated on her so it's like damn why am I putting somebody else in this position knowingly doing this to somebody else yeah I mean that's a thing to feel bad for so if you do feel bad take that as a sign and just don't do it again you know you don't have to you don't have to share your vagina with co-workers unless I don't respect the fuck out of your girlfriend right I mean unless your girlfriend's a bitch unless I hate that bitch <laughs> and then I will gleefully sleep with you yeah, I'll do it on purpose <laughs> so our last question we can pick between a pregnant co-worker or raising my lesbian little sister you know what let's do the first one just because the second one sounds heavy and we already had that other letter oh yeah we did okay so hi Kefir and Crystal my name is Marcus oh that sounds terrible because now the person who wrote that letter knows that we passed that one up and they probably really need help oh I still don't want to do I want to do it first (laughs) just know that I care about you just I'll save it for next week I'll start it okay my fake name is Marcus my pronouns are they and them let me just say I love when people do that that is everything I'm a huge fan of the show I'm writing because I'm in a very tough situation at work I work in a bakery and one of my co-workers is pregnant and she's one of those people who genuinely loves being pregnant for all the attention this is fine with me because I don't care what she does with her body my problem is that she has no respect for boundaries when it comes to telling me and our co-workers all about how she got pregnant extreme details of her sex life the miscarriages she's had and her period stories specifically how she only gets a period once every few years because she's always knocked up it's gotten to the point where every conversation with her is about her sex life or her pregnancies even when I avoid her she still finds a way to shout across the bakery about how she thinks now is the perfect time for a threesome because she can't get pregnant while she already is 
Jesus. What do I do? I've considered telling her I don't want to hear about it, but she is a petty person. And I know once I say something, she'll make my job hell. At the same time, it's already hell having to listen to her every day. My other coworkers hate her stories just as much as I do, but none of them will talk to her about it for the same reasons. Even our manager doesn't want to be on her bad side. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> do you have any suggestions to make things better? Thanks for your help. Love, Mar. Cuss. Yeah. Um. Ooh, wait. Have you ever worked with somebody who just could not stop talking about their kids or husband or pregnancies or whatever? Like somebody for whom that was just everything? I don't think that I worked with anybody that I really spoke with about things that didn't pertain to work. I say this like I don't. You don't speak with others. <laughs> for what? Socialize. You know, like, I don't do that. I don't even. I can't think of the last job I had that really had time for me to just be kicking it chatting with you about your life mm. and even in those times most of the time i didn't make myself available for that like i don't <laughs> want to do that with you. yeah i don't see you as being particularly friendly or easy to approach in the workplace <laughs> so i don't understand how this should even happens but i don't know if i i can't tell you what the reaction would be from her if you told her to stop because you didn't tell me. Like, you told me that it's bad. She's petty, but... Clearly, it's really bad, even if the manager is like, nah, I'm not gonna say <laughs> I'm not gonna say that to her, right. So, I am just gonna, you know, assume it is awful, whatever the reaction might be. But... Can I you just not can't say... go into work. I don't want to hear about what's going on with your vagina every time I come to work. It's just, yeah. it's not, you know, I don't. What's going on in your uterus is just not my business. So You're pregnant? Great. Congrats. She hasn't said anything yet because she knows. Marcus is a, is a they, them, actually. Oh. So, but Marcus has not said anything they have not said anything. Yes, because they don't want to deal with the fallout from this extremely petty and perpetually pregnant coworker. So, uh, I just this is the sort of thing where I want I feel like you should be able to say, "Okay, girl, like I don't want to hear about it." Like you should be able to say your mucus plugs and that time your water broke at work and <laughs> the fact that you only get a period once every three years like a Duggar woman or something. I don't, like, I don't care. I don't, like, this just, you, what the inner workings of, like, your female reproductive system are none of my business. There's just no reason to share that with everybody, especially if you yelling across a bakery, then that means any coworkers in there can hear it. It's just inappropriate altogether. Like, just regardless of subject matter for you to be hollering like that in the workplace. Honestly, if you don't want to say anything to her, then maybe I will go to my manager and I would say, like, look, I understand that, you know... You're scared of her too. She is a banshee <laughs> or whatever. And everybody in here is terrified of her wrath. Mm -hmm. But as a manager, I kind of feel like it's your job to... Take care take of this because it's inappropriate. Right. Everyone is uncomfortable. It's a distraction from work. 
And we would just love it if she could stop. Do you need to talk to human resources or somebody? Because I would just imagine that in most workplaces, you just can't freely talk about your period, your pussy, <laughs> having threesomes because you don't like. It's just not pr- appropriate workplace conversation. I mean, unless if you have like some kind of mommy group or like friends who want to hear you talk about that, then great. But just general conversation and forcing everybody else to listen to your never ending stories about being pregnant and having kids and having a man. Girl, I don't care. I can't came here to make these fucking bagels i did not come here for the extra so leave me out of it i say what i want most times like a lot of times i i i will be quiet Mm. if i know it's not it's gonna lead to more trouble than it's worth but in a situation where i'm going to work meaning i have to be here a certain amount of hours every week Mm -hmm. i'm gonna see you and i hate that this happens Having a job, unless it's just like a bang up career and you're having the fucking time of your life, I'm gonna say something to you because I probably don't want to be here right. for however many hours anyway. Exactly. So I'm not gonna be dealing with this at, on like on top of it, especially when it shouldn't even be taking place. So I feel like like not saying something to her would be a disservice to myself mm-hmm. and to. Uh, my integrity and to you and everybody else around. I don't really care about everybody else around me. I want you to shut your ass up. Yeah. So I would say, hey, in the nicest way possible, mm-hmm. because I try to, at the very least, in the beginning, give you <laughs> in like, the beginning fair, calm, courteous, and respectful in my confrontation. That way, if you act an ass, you can't say it's because of something that I did. Because if I come to you and I'm not raising my voice, I'm not having an attitude with you, I'm saying something as a respectful adult, I'm making a request from you, and you wild the fuck out, then when I snap on your ass, I feel like I was, you know, I feel like I deserve right. that. Yeah. Um, you earned that. You, you're you able to do that. So if you go to her and kindly, calmly say, like, hey girl, fuck with you the long way, and everything like that. <laughs> but... Like, some of these conversations, a lot of times, they just kind of make us uncomfortable a little (laughs) bit. So, like... If you could just... Like, at least, like, let's save it for, like, break time or, like, after everybody clocks out or something like that. And then when you go on your break, hide from that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Clock out when she's Oh, that's what we used to do. Oh, my God. But... When I worked at Singular, now AT&T Wireless. Oh, my God. I used to work in a Singular call center, nigga. And it was so many girls who are just like this, who were, like, pregnant all the time. And they, man, had a job on some oil rig or whatever. And they just stayed pregnant. And all they ever wanted to talk about was pregnancy and pregnant things. And I would be like, love you girls. Love our pussy power bonding moments and everything. But keep me right on out of the rest of that like i do not want to hear about how bad you tore after you had little caden like i don't <laughs> Just, i don't want to hear about any of it right like what happened the things that come in and out of your body just should not be part of conversation the only stuff that i really lived for at work that didn't have like i loved hearing about who was fucking just because that was scandalous and then it was oh, and it was always somebody and it was fun to watch them interact with each mm-hmm. other like what doing and the most i wouldn't even really ask a lot of times you would just hear because people loved gossip which is another reason why i don't know why y'all be fucking your co-workers but <laughs> then we see y'all come into work every single day and i watch you and oh look they ain't talking no more oh mm-hmm. yes son 
Mm-hmm. Oh, they not going to break in the same. They're not going to break the same time no more. Y'all ain't speaking to that. Oh, like shit. little stuff like that. That would be funny and shady. But I don't care yeah. about your like personal life. Save that shit for when you go home. Like, yes. You have Twenty kids to talk to when you get to the house, girl. Like <laughs> you have so many people at home. You could be sharing these personal stories with. I don't care. Your family is not an interesting topic of conversation to me. Like it's just it's straight like that. Your manager should be handling this. Like if she's already annoying, then she just gonna you just gonna have to make my life hell because I'm gonna say something to you eventually eventually i'm gonna i'm gonna break and i'm gonna be like i don't anything your pussy has done recently i don't care keep it to yourself so so that's my advice for them uh amen make i would say something in the most respectful way possible because if you don't understand me in a nice way saying that i don't really want to hear about your periods and your other vaginal activities secretions people that come out of it anything i don't want to hear about the sex you and your husband have bitch what ew i don't want to hear about you having threesomes while pregnant or at any time like that's some something that you should be able to understand uh, and respect and if you can't then we have a bigger exactly exactly and then i would take it to human resources if it did become a bigger issue because girl you don't need to be talking about that fuck shit no way (laughs) exactly not at work keep that shit at home so Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be back. Okay, so we're back and it is now time for the read. It is. Do you want to go first? Yes, because I don't really have a long one um, at all. It's very, very small. I just wanted to uh, remind Kodak Black that... um, Oh, God. (laughs) That he looks... A lot like a turned over roach or like <laughs> I knew it. Um oof. I knew it. Oh god. Like a boss fight in Bloodborne. Oh, he's so ugly. Spider. He looks like a <clears throat> Oof, just just unfortunate. God damn, that's an ugly face. Like he looks like he has been using his head to clean toilet bowls <laughs> since Selma. Oh, come like, on. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, he decided to get on Instagram Live one day and someone asked him about how he felt about uh, Kiki Palmer in terms of like dating or something. Mm -hmm. His response was, "Uh, she's great, I bag her, but I don't really like black girls like that. Then he decided to reference other women in the entertainment industry that are more his speed, such as uh, Taylor Swift. Um, (laughs) Lost me immediately. Jennifer Lopez and oh God, who was the other one? Another woman he could never in his life even speak to. Like I, a woman who would make, never even say hello to him. Right. I have to find the other one. But basically, he names like some white and Latina girls. Wait, did he say Kylie? Yes. I think he said Kylie. Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Um, Kylie might actually say hi to him. But... <laughs> Be serious. Right. I just wanted to uh, remind you again, it is foolish to say things like this because, um, first of all, we don't even know how long you're going to be free. So you have huh. to take what you can get for that. you having a lot of fun on the internet. White girls, black girls, <laughs> green girls, beige girls. Girls for you might be done real quick. <laughs> they all so, going to be off limits in just a minute. There's that as well as the fact that you look like a used Band-Aid. And past all of that, 
You don't really do anything. Yeah. Like, Kodak Black is not like... Kodak Black is just a guy who happens to have a couple of good songs that are great because he sounds catchy on a good beat or whatever. And that's that. I don't know how we are living in this society now where niggas feel the confidence to open their mouths up and shit on their own race and, like, completely abandon black women when they clearly are the group of women that need to be protected, like, the most. Right. Um... But just, I mean, more than that, like if black girls just simply are not your speed and that's your preference, you need to stick for what you can get. Nigga, if nobody knew who you were Woo, and say you that. were just the nigga from wherever, I think he's from Florida. like <laughs> With that face. <laughs> with this same face, just hanging, <laughs> you would be doing the absolute best that you could do. My nigga, niggas know who you are. And you still could not Jennifer Lopez at bet like would maybe like say hello to you, and would mm. have someone standing in between her and you if you wanted to take a picture with her, and that would be the end of it. Then like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> even Kiki Palmer talking about ah bagger, she's scraped. What? Like, Kiki Palmer looks like she'll fuck the shit out of you. Like right, right. nigga. What, what? What? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand where a lot of niggas get these balls and this confidence to just say whatever the fuck they want to when it comes to really all kinds of women. But to be so young and so fucking ignorant and just like completely just like, oh, say fuck black girls. Because what? What is it specifically? I always hear these niggas say how much they never, you know, they would never date a black girl. They don't like black girls or whatever, but they never give a reason or the reason is just something that makes absolutely no sense. And I always have felt that it's just because black women ain't go put up with your shit. Right. (laughs) And... And a lot of men are like, oh, black women, fuck y'all. Y'all won't let me lie and cheat and just, <laughs> I can just say whatever type of bullshit and y'all just won't take it or whatever. Like, or are you just shitting on black women because those are the only people you have any power over in this society. So why not shit on them? It's the only way you can feel better about yourself. A nigga as ugly and black as Kodak Black talking about he don't like black women. <laughs> you should like whoever. Whoever likes you back. Likes you. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out. There's nothing else You're to be not said. cute enough for standards. <laughs> you should just count your lucky stars that there may be anybody at any given time that would say, I'm fine today, thanks, and you? Like, right. anybody. So, the gall <sighs> is really just what blows me over. But, again, I don't really expect to see Kodak Black perusing the streets freely for much longer. Uh, yeah, because if he's not on trial right now, I expect he will be again at some point soon for like pissing on the counter at Waffle House or something dumb because he just looks like it. So. <laughs> like he honestly can't wait to fuck up again and real soon, <laughs> real right. bad, right? Like you didn't you just get out anyway? Like weren't you just bailed out or bonded out? Like shouldn't you just be somewhere huh, chilling somewhere? But I'm just so sick of niggas acting like they are above black women in any way. Like, every time I hear that, I'm just like, okay, done. In almost every single instance done. with these niggas, if it wasn't for black women, you wouldn't be shit, but like dust, like gravel. <laughs> like right. You wouldn't make it through a fraction of the life that you got right now, but you just so easily to do- toss them to the side when you feel like you've made it. Like, Kodak Black has barely done anything. And all... I'm going to I'm going to start over. Wheel. I'm going to just let me pulling up real quick. I'm just going to say this one more time. Kodak Black has done 
almost no, like barely done anything. And he already feels entitled to a Jennifer Lopez, a Cardi, a Taylor Swift, or a Kylie Jenner. Looking like this, accomplishing next to nothing. So what I just... I'm right. I mean, it's very clear that there's a color issue going here because Cardi is black, but she... Well, is Cardi... Does Cardi claim black? Yeah, she Okay, does. so... And she's Trini and, I think, Dominican. So my thing is... I know you're black. Like, I'm looking at these Dominicans like, I know you're black. But if you don't call yourself black, I'm not going to call you that either. So here's the thing. Like, you, Kodak Black, talking about you don't like black girls, but you very clearly are singling out a black girl who's light enough for you. That lets me know it's not a black thing. It's more of a color thing where black girls are okay as long as they're lighter than such and such or their hair texture is this and not that or whatever else. Like, it's clearly that what's going on. But you are also so black. Like, Like (laughs) you are dark skinned as fuck. And that's obviously there's nothing wrong with that but how do you feel like you can shit on dark skinned women for looking like you do what then they look like a struck match oh my god oh i'm just so like because i just i can't look in the way that you do it has always been astonishing to me that women will there's still (laughs) women who will sleep with you there's still women Willingly, who will give you attention. Yep. There's still women who will sit in your VIP as long as they get to, you know, be in the pictures and drink <laughs> from that bottle or whatever. And that's like, it's like a give and take. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that episode of Atlanta where Paperboy was in the VIP. Oh, was yeah, on that girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she sat there with it him is. the whole night and then got up and when the, club, when the party was over and she bounced. Right. And he was like, where are you going? She was like, I gave uh, you the experience you wanted. Hello? You wanted to you come wanted to the club to? and pop bottles with bad bitches. I'm a bad bitch. We pop bottles. I'm going home. It's, what else? I know you didn't think this was just for the photos, nigga. This was all for the gram. I'm done. <laughs> So I feel like you should be taking Oh God, that's so real like a lesson out of that moment. Woo Thank your lucky stars that any woman anywhere knows who you are and would say hello to you. You want to shit on people makes no sense to me. So Yeah. And even if he was fine, I would still be disgusted. But it's just like the the audacity that leaves me offended and confused. Right. On the bright side of that story, though, Kodak Black did delete his Instagram account after all of the controversy. So I guess we just have, you know, that's one less resource to actually gaze upon his face. Oh, my God. How fucking gross. People turning into stone out here. So I have a few things to talk about this week. First and foremost, Bill Cosby was was he acquitted or was the jury just hung in the sex in the sexual assault trial he had? I think it was a hung jury type of thing. Yeah, um, I believe so. So maybe that means an automatic acquittal. But he and his team announced shortly afterwards <laughs> that his 79-year-old nasty rapist ass would be going on a tour, <laughs> going Jeez. around doing town halls about oh, sexual assault, Oh yes, educating young men and athletes about <laughs> sexual assault and assault and, and the... So the this headline. Has to be a typo. So no, no, the headline alone was bad. But then, like the actual quotes from it, like one of his reps said, you know, the laws are changing and the statute of limitations are being extended, and people oh, need gross. to be educated about what can be considered a sexual assault, and it's a good thing to be educated about, and even a brush against the shoulder could be considered sexual assault, and all this. So. It was just particularly disgusting for this man to get away with something that we all know he did. Like, you admitted it. Yep. We all know it happened. Yep. And yet, 
This culture hates women so much that we would rather not punish an old man who used to play to play a beloved, you know, TV dad. We would rather not do that and just be like, oh, oh, well, it's Bill Cosby. That's just what this boils down to. Like, oh, it's Bill Cosby. No reason for him to get any real trouble. And so I guess they thought that it was going to be a good idea for you to set up a tour where you go around to different cities and talk to different men about how they can avoid sexual assault charges. The first thing y'all could do is keep Keep your fucking penises to yourselves and not place them where they aren't explicitly wanted. Like if you do not get someone saying a clear, concise, sober yes to sexual activity, then just don't do anything sexual. And for your reps to be diminishing like, oh, a, a brush against the shoulder could be sexual assault these days. You just never know. The definitions of everything are changing. You're just trying to make it seem like women are out here just calling sexual assaults on you for any old damn thing and not because you put your dick in their mouth without asking or while they were asleep or whatever and not because you know somebody took their pubes and put them on your can of coke like oh just we're just out here just accusing all of these innocent poor men and you guys need to gird yourselves with with knowledge of the law and how you can keep yourself out of these situations you could just stop sexually assaulting people you could just stop raping women you could just leave people the fuck alone you could just not sexually intimidate women in the workplace you could just not comment on women's bodies and features and that sort of thing you could just not you could treat women the way you treat random men that you don't know like you could just be polite or professional and keep it moving that's a great way to avoid sexual assault charges so I guess you know after the internet found out about this and um had a fit his publicist said that uh they're gonna be canceling the town hall tour oh no <laughs> I'm so, I was on my way to Eventbrite to get a ticket right now. And I'm saying, you know, I kind of feel like that was my thing. Like, I feel like any man who buys a ticket to Bill Cosby's anti-rape tour or whatever he was going to call it should probably automatically be investigated for sexual assault. Because why are you here? Why are you here? This man is an admitted abuser. Why are you here to take lessons? Like, Bill Cosby's money and name got him out of them charges. Not the fact that... Not the idea that he was innocent because he wasn't. And we all know that. So I'm at least glad that it's being canceled. But the fact that they thought they was going to do it in the first place was disgusting and just incredibly inappropriate, but also has, not surprising. Has anyone uh, photoshopped uh, a picture of Bill Cosby's face on Viola Davis's body in front of the chalkboard? Uh, <laughs> no, because I feel like nobody wants to disrespect Viola Davis like that. Fair. I think enough. that's it. Like, that's you don't want to put Auntie Viola in that position yeah. <laughs> to see a meme of her, but it's Bill Cosby. So it's like that. Yeah, yeah don't do that to her. That's she deserves true. better. Yep. So fuck Bill Cosby. Like, we've just been the refrain for a while now. It's still kind of stings to say. Like, childhood me, 10-year-old me, can't believe I'm saying this. But it's just been too much going on for me to be like, oh, no, Bill Cosby, you know, the Huxtables. It's just that... The Cosby Show is so totally divorced from that person for me. Like, my memories of The Cosby Show and what that meant to me as a young black girl seeing that kind of black representation on TV. I have to separate that from Bill Cosby, the rapist. I have to. So, that's what I'm doing. I, I'm doing quite well with it. I think. Yeah, I'm actually not struggling with it. Like, it's very easy for me to be like, wow, gross, Bill Cosby. And then also to be like, huh. I but love the, this the Cosby Show, iconic. <laughs> like, Felicia Rashad alone. I'm not throwing away the Cosby Show. I'm That's not. another thing. Bill Cosby was never my favorite part of the Cosby no, Show. No, of course anyways. not. You could oh. have whole episodes without Bill, and it would really be fun. Where's Bill? Oh, he's been downstairs delivering babies for the whole episode, girl. Like, hmm, just whatever. Like, some of my 
favorite moments from that show don't have nothing to do with him if he had a line or was in the scene at all. Yeah. Um, but even I've seen the episodes of the Cosby Show since this has come on. He's been in, it's been right at first it was definitely really awkward and hard to watch and all the little nasty sexual jokes yeah. and stuff are like really uncomfortable now somebody oh god you know niggas there's a clip from when you know they were having a barbecue at the house and cliff was like you ever notice how after people have my barbecue sauce they start feeling real frisky and they want to go home and all of a sudden things are happening and i got a cup of that sauce upstairs and me and you should go upstairs and have some and just see what and it's like Back then, it was funny, like, oh, haha, Bill's cutting sauce. And now it's like, oh, but you really did have, like, like that's actually disturbing and gross and creepy. You probably added that in. I wasn't even in the script. No, I mean, it was probably one of those because uh, I heard he was good for that ad lib and stuff like yep. that. And kind of like how Martin would just, like, make oh. ways to physically put himself next to Gina or touch or kiss or whatever, like, stuff that was not in the script. And it's just like, could you just leave me alone? But anyway. Huh. Speaking of protecting black girls, a big giant fuck you to John McEnroe, who opened his old ass white ass mouth to disrespect the queen, Serena Williams. I don't know if you heard about this, but he I put know. out a new book. He's got a new book out. So he's doing, you know, the book rounds. And he went on NPR last weekend. And the interviewer said that you, you know, obviously Serena comes up. John McEnroe has talked about Serena mil- oh, many I, times in the past. I've heard about this. And so she said, you know, you say that Serena's the best female player ever. And McEnroe was like, yeah, definitely best female player ever. And so the interviewer was like, some would say she's just the best player of all time and not the best female player. You know, why would you qualify that? And so he kind of goes back and forth. He's like, well, I don't know about, you know, best player in the world, period. You know, that's a different conversation. And if she played in the men's circuit, she would be like number 700. Girl, I'm sorry. Are we talking about Serena Williams? I don't know who he's talking about. Are we talking about Serena Williams? Like, I'm sorry, the same Serena Williams who won while pregnant? Like, are we talking about that girl? Like, the same Serena Williams who is still currently pregnant? Like, are you really trying to act like somebody who you, without question, without blinking or stumbling, you're saying, oh, absolutely, best female player in the world, but you you take that over to the men's side, and all of a sudden she's number so 700. 700 men that are better Se- You can her. name 700 tennis players, male tennis players, who are all better than Serena Williams. Where are they at? I don't even, you are not even in that number, girl. <laughs> like, you are not even one of those people. So I'm kind of tired of the constant disrespect of Serena Williams. And really, John McEnroe saying this, on the one hand, I'm not surprised because he's always been known for saying like stupid shit on court, off court, pissing people off and all this. But I really love that he went on The Late Show and Stephen Colbert was like, so over the weekend, you basically just lied a lot. <laughs> and I would love to figure out what the fuck was wrong with you. Like why you went on NPR and said this because it just doesn't make any sense. And John McEnroe was like, well, yeah, I, I mean, he got booed. The, you know, Stephen repeated the quote. He got booed and he was like, yeah, actually, my daughters didn't care for that line either. And they were both like, Serena could beat you, dad. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All this. And I'm like, yes, but still at no point do you apologize or walk it back or be like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. It was more of a, 
gee golly gosh, you know, I'm just an old man and I just say things sometimes. And even though you said Serena was like the best player you had ever seen or one of the best athletes of all time and all this, like you said all that before, but now all of a sudden it's like even over the past four or five years, Serena has just continued to dominate in a way that makes other legendary tennis players feel nervous because when it comes to the the greatest of all time conversation, she's coming up before y'all do. And I feel like it's getting you a little bit shook. As a white man, you just like, like, I mean, yeah, the little black girl with the beads or whatever. Love our diversity improvements. <laughs> love that she and her sister, v- Vatasha, are out here. And, you know, everything is just great with those two. Love to see them play. But don't li- let anybody insinuate that she might be just as good or better than you are. Then all of a sudden it's a problem. Then it's, oh, well, if you're talking about, well, men's tennis, then she's like 700. So shout out to Serena who responded by saying dear john i adore and respect you but please please keep me out of your statements that are not factually based i've never played anyone ranked there nor do i have the time respect me in my privacy as i'm trying to have a baby good day sir (laughs) i love it and you should read her interview in vanity fair how she was talking about when she found out she was pregnant and she was like no bitch damn i'm about to play the australian open i'm supposed to be win 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 this year like god like here I go now I gotta grow a baby and sit out and come back when I'm 35 like oh fuck this is bullshit you know it's that sort of thing but I just I'm so tired of first of all everybody feeling like it's fine to shit on black girls anytime you need to to make yourself feel better like Kodak Black or to maybe take some of the pressure off the fact that this girl who is like 50 years younger than you is definitely going to have a more storied career and be celebrated you know far more widely than you ever will I think John McEnroe sees that and I think it upsets him and scares him a little bit (laughs) and I love that you don't remember uh what was that movie with Adam Sandler Waterboy? No, not Forrest Gump. What uh, was, it? was it? God uh, damn it. John McEnroe was in a movie with um, Adam Sandler. One of those. Fuck. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Duh, because they play tennis in that movie. It was going to drive me crazy. Okay. But anyway, John McEnroe has a cameo in that, I think. But the point is that we know that y'all are mad that despite everything, black girls are still like better than y'all in pretty much every conceivable way like we we acknowledge your saltiness about it we see that you're mad you know y'all have always been mad y'all will forever remain mad but facts are still facts and I love that that's where Serena (laughs) redirected the conversation she was like we don't even have to get started on all my grand slams triple slams Wimbledon slams singles doubles triples like bitch I've got it all I literally have every award you can get for this sport I have it and I have multiples so You being mad and talking about, oh, well, she would be 700 if you counted all the men. It's just the same standard class. It's like it's the classic sexism and racism that we reserve specifically for black women. It's just like, how is it that she has overachieved in all these ways and yet y'all still want to be like, oh, well, when it comes to everybody else, she's not really that great or I'm tired of naked celebrities taking pictures and showing off their pregnancies the same thing they do with Beyonce oh Beyonce gets on my nerves with all of her gorgeous pregnancy shots and most of us are ugly and disgusting and all this okay but you're not Beyonce and you're not Serena no you don't look like that taking your picture your pregnancy pictures because your fucking shitty half drunk husband with his android is taking your pregnancy shots and she's got Annie Leibovitz with fucking Vanity Fair taking hers that's why bitch like an actual photographer is doing all this and 
she's Serena goddamn Williams. At some point, y'all just have to bow down and accept that you are lesser in this way. And she is just the fucking goat. She just is. You're mad because she's successful. You just gonna have to stay mad about that. But at least have the decency to give her the respect she deserves, the respect you have given her in the past. Like, how is it that in 2012, she was one of the best athletes you've ever seen? She's only gotten better since then. And now all of a sudden she's worse to you. How does that work? Logically, that does not make any sense. So fuck John McEnroe. Fuck everybody who thought he had a point. And fuck all the people who continuously diminish the accomplishments of black women like they're not that great or somebody else could have done it just as better. Well, they didn't. They fucking did not. Nobody gives a shit about tennis if Serena ain't there. Ticket prices drop when Serena not going to beat her. It's just facts. People care because of her. She's it. She's better. Accept that and move on with your fucking lives. And that's it. I'm done. Well, that's this uh, episode of the read. That really pissed me off, man. So bad. I also wanted to say rest in peace to Ava LeRae Barron. It's a story I just saw on my Twitter feed. But apparently, I think this is the 14th trans woman of color who has been killed this year. And it's just like, I'm so tired of hearing these stories and this sort of thing. So I just want to say rest in peace to her, you know, peace to the family and all that. And let's all do a better job of protecting trans women of color, specifically black women. Let's do a better job of protecting the people who have to deal with the most shit in this shitty ass society, in this Trump America. So, but yeah. All right. So that's this episode of The Read. Um, uh, you uh, can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of those things. Yes. At oh, this also, is the I read. should mention. Well, I'll wait. Yes. All of that is uh, username. This is the read. Also, check out our website. This is the read.com. And don't forget that this week's episode is brought to you by Nature Box full of snacks that taste great and are better for you. We love that place so much. They're created with high quality ingredients, free from artificial cover, colors, flavors, or sweeteners. Take advantage of our deal. It's 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash the read. That is naturebox.com slash the read to get 50% off your first order. Snack better, eat well, and live better with Naturebox and the read. Do you have any news this week? Um, thank you to everybody who came out to 305 Live on Sunday. Thank you to um, DJ Queen of Spades and DJ Dimples. Oh, what a time. And um, I think that's about it. I'm going on vacation this weekend, thankfully, uh, to Jamaica with my family. I will be back next week, Thursday. Oh, which yeah. means <laughs> that the episode is coming out on Friday next week. <laughs> you all will be fine. Next week's episode will be just a little late. It's totally okay. It will not be a problem, you guys. Yes. Everything will be fine. I know Thursday is still going to come, and y'all are going to ask me where this is. It's coming out on Friday. You'll be on a plane coming back from Jamaica anyway and probably not even paying attention to any of the Oh, rest. I'm not going to see any of those comments until maybe like Saturday. Oh, my God. But, I am so jealous. Um, You're going to have a great time. I hope so. Yeah. My mother called me today, and she told me, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna. Okay. My mother called me today and she told me that my brother's girlfriend is coming. Oh! My brother's white girlfriend. Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even want to go anymore. <laughs> That's, oh God, is she gonna get her hair braided? I said, if this girl gets cornrows on this fucking beach, <laughs> I'm going home. I'm flying home early. And I'm like, <laughs> 
so serious. Like, I don't want to be... Like, girl, I only get to see my family. Let me be quiet. All no, right. but for real, I only get to see my people like twice a year and now... I've never right- met her in see, my life. Uh, uh, uh. So the first time... And I haven't been to Jamaica in almost a decade. So I'm going to now be... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to pray your strength. <laughs> with the one white girl Mm-mm. with a bunch of Jamaicans in Jamaica. <laughs> Looking at you like, who brought her? I just... <laughs> Well, but still, though, seeing family and just My brother was like, I'm just telling you because you need to be nice. I don't need to do anything. So. (laughs) You know what? But I'm going to use that time to relax and get some great work done. And and hopefully not cussing out your brother's white girlfriend. I'm not going to do that because I respect my brother, but I'm not promising anybody that I'm going to be kind. All right. Well, you're going to be kind. I mean, you don't have you <laughs> you don't have to be kind <laughs> you don't have to be just because you're not kind doesn't mean you're mean that's true you don't have to go out of your way when I say I'm not gonna be kind a... I mean I'm gonna be quiet like, well I'm but not you don't say much you don't engage you. people anyway regardless, right. <laughs> regardless of whether you like them or not but I know when someone says be nice to yeah. me they usually mean like be warm or inviting or like oh hello I'm not doing any of that I'm yeah. probably gonna be like hey and that's probably as much as she's gonna get for about five six days yeah that's real So good luck. Fran and I will be at Essence Festival this weekend in New Orleans um, to help kick off the second season of Insecure. Coming back in July. Very excited to bring back our podcast with HBO and the Loudspeakers Network, Insecurity, where we talk about, obviously, every episode of the show and just go on and on about how this is our life and how much we are like these people. So if you haven't already subscribed to Insecurity, go ahead and do that on your favorite podcast app. And if you will be at Essence, come check us out at with the chat with uh, the Insecure cast. It's going to be fun. So we'll see y'all there. Do we have an acronym this week? No, but I forgot to mention the Black Excellence that I talked about earlier in the episode. 12-year-old Jamin Hammond. I should have pointed out the 5% of his earnings goes to uh, the Flint, Michigan water crisis. Amen. they still don't have clean water. How is that still... Yeah, that's just... My God, I'm so tired of the fucking government, man. The news is so... It's so much. Every time I listen, every time there's a new update, it's like, we're really... We are really about to sit here and beg the Republicans to not kill a bunch of children. Did you know 40% of American children are on Medicaid? Four out of every 10 children are on Medicaid. This is, Y'all want to slash the funding to this? Are you fucking kidding? And then having the Trump administration blatantly come out and be like, we're not cutting funds to Medicaid. President Trump is dedicated to making sure everyone stays on Medicaid. And then you read the play, it's like, but what you're saying is like the literal exact opposite of this. So maybe we do care about like the people who will be hurt the most by this shitty health plan. And it's just... Don't get me started, man. I'm just so over America. I'm really fucking over America. So have fun on your vacation, for real. I'll try. All right, guys. guys Bye. 